Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chili Time. And by the time you're hearing this, it will already have been Easter. So happy belated Easter. So obviously from the title of the podcast, you will notice that it says Easter special. So today we're going to be talking about Easter and talking about the two different ways people see Easter and diving into details there, and also talking about the origin of Easter. Yeah, so first we're going to read a little bit from the Bible that tells us the Easter story and what happened and why we celebrate what we celebrate. All right, so I'm going to be reading Mark 16, 1 through 8, uh, from the NRSV version of the Bible. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Yeah, and so, if you know the story, you know. But if you don't know the story that well, pretty much what was happening was um, on the Friday, which we call Good Friday, um, Jesus was crucified. And um, so he was dead for three days, three days not literal like 24 hour days but days according to like Jewish tradition how they saw a day would go. Sorry I explained that really poorly. So and then on Easter Sunday um, Mary Magdalene and the other women were going to put spices on Jesus' body and when they got there as it said the stone was rolled away and they went and tried to look for the body and it just wasn't there. But an angel was there telling them that Jesus had been risen. And that is what Easter is all about. Um, Easter is a celebration of um, Jesus conquering death. You know, we have uh, Christmas where it's Jesus being born, um, a Savior coming. We have uh, Good Friday, which is you know, our Savior taking our punishment of, from our sin on himself. And then just a couple days later, we have Easter Sunday which is the day that Jesus defeated death and rose to victory. And for the, like this, you know, Easter, like Easter has been a tradition for a long time. And whether it was something celebrated on an actual day or just something that was remembered, um, it has, the remembrance of it has been going on forever. 
you know, sometimes we remember it daily as something that Jesus did. It's in a lot of songs that we sing about Jesus conquering death and, you know, rising to victory. Um, but the tradition of Easter in the U.S. really only started um, a little bit after the Puritans came because originally they did not celebrate Easter because it was seen as like a tradition from the Church of England and they were trying to get away from that. They were trying to get away from being told what to do and so they didn't celebrate it at first. But over time, Easter kind of made a comeback in the U.S. and it's now celebrated across the entire country. But obviously the Easter that happened over 2,000 years ago is not the same Easter that we experience today. Because we, this world, and especially the U.S., is not completely Christian, the, um, the holiday of Easter has definitely been commercialized. So, the idea of commercialization is the process of managing or running something principally for financial gain. So, in this instance, Easter was commercialized to benefit the economy, I would assume because we sell so many different things uh, based off of Easter of either religious intents or for the uh, Easter Bunny aspect. Yeah, you walk into stores and you'll see um, bunnies, you'll, you know, chocolate bunnies, love those, you know. Um, yes. <laughs> I've got a sweet tooth. But um, you'll see Easter eggs. Um, Breezy's is actually a company that has... Yeah, they do like Reese's um, eggs, and you'll see a lot of those, and other companies have started to kind of, you know, dive into that and create Easter-themed um, of whatever their product is. Um, you'll see big stuffed animals, you'll see baskets, and this is all, you know, it's mostly just to make a profit, because um, they see that as an opportunity, that this is something that people celebrate, and they can make a profit from it. Yeah, but, and also you'll see sometimes, because I know I used to get it, uh, chocolate crosses. Yeah, we used they to... Have those. Yeah, Dang. we... When I was younger, my parents used to get us chocolate crosses. And at one point we got uh, a little booklet of uh, prayer hands that were chocolate. Chocolate yeah. prayer hands. And so these things are, you know, they're nice to have, nice to look at, nice to eat. But where did this all kind of come from? Like, I don't, I don't know someone who would just in their mind think, yeah, Jesus, that relates to, to a bunny and to a basket and like some eggs and chocolate. You know, where did this all kind of come from? Yeah, so some historians, um, and this is according to ABC News, um, some historians have claimed that kind of like where Easter came from was from um, Eostre. Um, which is, I guess, the pa pagan goddess of fertility and spring. Um, and so, I'm not sure if this is a folk tale or what kind of like, tale it is, but so this goddess, Eostre, she found a bird that was um, dying. It was freezing, and she turned it into a rabbit to keep it warm. Um, I guess they, because they got a lot of flabber on there. <laughs> and even though she turned it into a rabbit, um, the well, even, even though she turned the bird into a rabbit, it still um, laid eggs like a bird. Yeah, and so in this tale, um, the bunny 
because she was like thankful for what Yoshida did by keeping her alive, she decorated the eggs um, to you know, just show her appreciation. Um, I obviously I don't think that's actually a thing, um, but you know that's what folk tales are for, right? So during Lent, we all sacrifice something, and what I mean by sacrifice, I mean we give we give up during that time period something that we know we can go without. Like we we don't give up all food during Lent because then that would be not good because we need food to survive. But we give up something, and it's I say sacrifice because Jesus sacrificed gave us the ultimate sacrifice of himself for our sins. And we replicate that in a way of giving up something. And so to remember that, we give up something ourselves. And on Easter Sunday, most, most times we get chocolate and we get chocolate because we are being awarded for being able to sacrifice something. Where is the action in history where the idea of eggs um, has come from and uh, why they're decorated? Um, obviously things have changed over time, but in its originality, where it came from was that eggs, um, historically, yeah, so they were a sign of fertility and rebirth, uh, just the cycle of life. Um, you know, you have like the phoenix, um, which when it dies, it goes up in flames and then comes back up, and it's kind of like that. We are, and so, um, according to the Eastern Orthodox um, tradition, they said that um, Emperor Tiberius Caesar um, heard her proclamation that Christ had um, been risen from um, the grave, and when he heard that, uh, the quote is. Christ has no more risen than that egg is red. Because um, she was apparently holding an egg um, at this time. And according to the Orthodox, uh, Eastern Orthodox tradition again, when he said this, Mary's egg started to turn red. And it was just, yeah, bright red. And so that's kind of where you get, we get the idea of coloring eggs from. Obviously things have kind of taken a turn where now... Like, I didn't, honestly did not even know that that was a thing. I always thought that it was just, I don't know, it was... Something fun. Yeah, something fun to do. It's the idea of spring and like, oh, you know... Colorful. Yeah, you know, colorful colors and like eggs, because why not? But obviously this tradition, I mean, at least that the Eastern Orthodox holds, has been lost over many, many years. And so, you know, that is kind of something that can allow us to look back and understand where things have come from. And then we get to the idea of the Easter Bunny. So this was um, a folklore from Northwestern Europe, um, and it was the Easter Bunny. And it's like, um, you know, the Guardians, or, you know, seen that. yeah, the Guardians, it's like all like the, you know, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Sandman, Time Order. Easter Bunny was kind of like that. It was, you know, a bunny, or I guess a hare, as they would call it, that would give um, gifts to good children of there'd be colored eggs in the nest um, that they made before Easter. And so 
when um, pilgrims came over, especially uh, specifically from um, like Germany, they kind of they continued that folklore and told their kids about this um, Easter bunny or the hare. And so it's kind of just stuck from then on. Um, now, I don't think, as well as with the eggs, I don't think many people understand where it actually came from. Now, the idea of the Easter money is just, it's a fun idea. And for some parents, they actually tell their kids that it's real or allow them to think that and to each their own. <laughs> so why are we talking about commercialization of Easter? I don't know, OJ, why are we? Well, commercialization can be seen as good, and it can also be seen as bad. So, for reasons why it's bad, you know, we have, you walk into a store around Easter time and you see everything Easter bunny, Easter candy, you see all the eggs, little plastic eggs that you have to pack sometimes when you do Easter egg hunts, and there's just this major focus of that and we don't think about what Easter really is and what happens on Easter you know we don't think about that Jesus died and three days later rose from the dead we don't think about that uh, when you if you were to bring up the idea to literally anyone of like hey what what's what's Easter you'd more than likely get an answer of oh Easter bunny oh candy Easter eggs Easter egg hunt and all that and maybe a few people will actually bring up the idea that Jesus died for us and rose three days later um. yeah so the idea of like commercializing Easter it's really um, brought down the actual meaning of Easter and we can kind of see that especially in the church too because um, nowadays it's very common for people to be holiday churchgoers. What that means is that someone goes to church but only for like a New Year's Eve service or Easter Sunday service. Um, Christmas Eve, things like that. Yeah and so what happens with this is that it becomes more of just a cultural thing. Um, it doesn't actually become, it's not, going to church isn't actually something real for them. It's just, let's just do it. It's part of what we've always done and um, doesn't really mean anything. You know, get, get a blessing, whatever. Like, oh, they're probably gonna have a scavenger hunt. That's great, let's go do that. Um, but it really begins to um, kind of allow people to begin to lose their faith um, and to stop attending church and having that community and that area for growth. But on the other side, then uh, I talked before about how there can be good for commercialization of Easter. And I didn't think of it at first as good. And t until Dan brought the idea of that it could potentially be good and then it clicked in my head. Yeah, and so by saying that it's good, I'm not saying, oh, let's continue to like ramp up the commercial commercialization of it. Let's begin to lose even more and more of the meaning of Christ. Um, but the existence of it already, and it's, you know, with where it's at, can actually be used as something good 
And it also has to do with holidays like Christmas. Sometimes the commercialization of Christmas can also be a little bit good. But why am I saying this? Why am I saying that the Easter Bunny um, is going to be it's going to be great? Well, for people who are in countries where they don't know anything about Jesus, um, they don't know that he was born, they don't know that he died, they don't know that he raised again, they don't even know who he is. For some of them, it just might be a word that they use when um, they think something bad and they're like, and they use his name in vain. But that can be the perfect opportunity. Most people in the world, they do know something about Easter with the Easter bunny or, you know, with eggs and um, chocolate or even for, for Christmas. They know like Santa and all that. But with commercialization and when you have the opportunity to talk with someone about that holiday, you know, you can bring up the idea that this is the make-believe meaning. You know, no one really believes that there is an actual Easter bunny that um, gives gifts to kids. It's a, As I said, it was a folklore. It was something that parents told their kids and just, it's a nice thought, you know? When you're young, you like those make-believe things. You'll believe anything. And so this is what you can tell them. This is the fake meaning. This is the make-believe. And then you can segue to talk about what is the real meaning of Easter. And this is actually something that I've had the opportunity to do. I went to a place where people didn't know anything about Christ. They weren't supposed to. and But obviously they knew Easter. And it was great because um, after like classes when we would talk with them about um, you know the fake or the make-believe meaning and the real meaning of Easter, I would get the opportunity to talk with them, hang out with them after, and bring that up. Like, what did you think of the real meaning of Easter? You know, do you believe that that, do you think that actually could have happened? And what do you think of, you know, Jesus dying on the cross and rising again? You know, these are things that can, for different circumstances, they can spark conversation about um, Jesus and can honestly be a segue to lead someone to Jesus, ultimately. If you haven't told your children yet that the Easter Bunny is not real, I would suggest not listening to this podcast in front of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it definitely... I can... I, after Dan brought up this entire thought to me, like it finally dawned of like, hey, that's a potential good because it, it gives that opportunity to spark something for someone that could be not a believer. Yeah, and even, you know, part of sharing the gospel or just being a witness, um, no matter how you do it, part of the idea of it is that even if you just plant the seed, it's a success. So if you're talking with someone about the make-believe meaning of Easter and the real meaning of Easter, and, you know, they don't really accept it, I guess they think, okay, that might have happened, but I don't really you know, it doesn't mean much for me, even just telling them that, that can just be the seed that they need to eventually want to understand more and grow more in um, their faith and kind of understand what actually was going on here. And maybe they'll pick up a Bible Sunday. You know, you never know how God is going to use a single conversation. And so that's why I say commercialization of Easter, it can be good. For the most part, though, I would say that it does dilute the actual meaning of Easter. But anything 
God can use for good. So even though we have said that sometimes commercialization is bad, we still, you know, we follow some of it. You know, we buy, as for my family, you know, we buy Easter eggs. We have our Easter baskets from when we were little. Um, we, all, we, we all have our different traditions that we do. My family, every Easter we go to um, church. Sometimes, um, when I was younger, my dad, um, he would lead our Easter, um, like our sunrise service. And I remember one, one Easter, I tried to stay up all night um, because the year before, I slept in, like sleeping in, meaning I woke up at eight <laughs> instead of seven, <laughs> and I missed the service. And so I was like, okay, this year I'm making it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go. I stayed in my bed in my church clothes because I was like, I'm, I'm not missing it. And so I only ever went once and I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's a time when, um, you know, we're getting up early because of, uh, we're recognizing when the women um, went to the grave and it was empty. And so it's a really great tradition. Um, I wish I had been able to go more times, um, but because I was at a young age, yeah, I just wasn't made to get up that early. Um, but like other traditions we have, um, at my church, um, every, after, we'd only have one service. It would be pretty sure an 11 o'clock service. Um, and after what we would do is we'd have a time of fellowship. So we'd all go down to, um, like our uh, get together room or all purpose room. And we would have, um, different kind of like breakfast foods, um, and it was just a time, you know, to eat together and just enjoy each other's company and just talk. For me, um, tradition-wise, we, when I was younger, we went to church uh, every Easter Sunday. And something I really, I remember quite well from when I was younger is to start the Easter service, we would all look towards the back of the church area and we had a fire pit at the back and the pastor at the time her name was mother jerry she would light a fire in the back of the church and she would say prayer over it as and it, i believe it was a prayer i don't remember she said it was so long ago i don't remember but I remember that every Easter Sunday that there would be a fire lit in the back of the church. Um, another thing that our church used to do is we would decorate the altar with flowers. Um, we used to have so many flowers on the altar. Uh, and that's like within the church of like service wise. But we also did the day before Easter we would do an annual Easter egg hunt. So we would, maybe a week or so prior, we would gather all the children, meaning myself, my sister, and like a few other people, depending on the year, and make us stuff the eggs for the children 
and we would have an Easter egg hunt where we would, a few years had bounce house and it was practically like a little hangout and we would just, everyone would get together, send the kids to go collect some eggs, look at the eggs, eat some candy, afterwards go just basically hang out and like, and have a good time. We would have a grill and they would grill food like burgers and all that. Uh, we also did more events like uh, sack races, which is something you really don't hear or see anymore. But like we had actual, they look. I'm pretty sure they were actual old potato sacks that we would race in. And sometimes we had bounce houses. I don't remember if I said that. Mm -hmm. um, and we would just have a good time. And the, that would be the day before Easter. And I think that having it the day before Easter is actually a really good idea to try and spark some interest of going the next day to the actual Easter service. Because we wouldn't have, we only have one service every Sunday. And same time every Sunday, nine 9.30 sharp is when we start. So like we're not too early, not too not too late, and it, I I think it was just a good way of just sparking some curiosity out, out of the people that came to possibly come to church the next morning. Yeah, like church tradition or church traditions. Um, for some, it's you know these big like parties that they throw, or for some little things. With the parties that some churches throw, that can be an amazing outreach. Um, in a class I'm taking right now, Leadership uh, Theories and Practices, we actually went through a diagram talking about the different stages that people experience when they are in the church or in a ministry. The baseball di diagram, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the beginning categories is the fun lovers. These are people who are going to the fun events, you know, the different outreaches that... Uh, church or a ministry or a church um, host and just like OJ a church that I went to they had bounce houses they had different things to do a face painting there was a hot chocolate popcorn station and these things can actually be really useful for outreach for ministry because then they draw the people in being like oh like church actually seems fun like you can actually have a good time at church and it's not just sit there and um, listen and so, yeah, honestly, I think this is kind of more and more churches are going to be moving towards this and doing this kind of outreach. Um, but. You know, it almost makes me think of um, a young life, uh, like a young life uh, meeting type deal, because like we never really did anything like the the most we would do spiritually would be like pray over the food and pray before the scavenger or uh, Easter egg hunt and if you were to go and like miss those things you'd think it's just a normal little like party thing and it it makes me think of young life now almost in a way yeah and so what do we want you to understand or to get from this podcast you know. I don't want you to just go out and start, like, I don't want you to, like, to go out and start protesting all the stores that have um, different Easter items, you know, that they're selling. No, that's not what I want you to go and do. That would, that'd be silly. And, yeah, just not. 
<laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. What I want you to do is I want you to just understand kind of, okay, yes, commercialization of Easter, it is something that's happening. It's something that, as Christians, we need to not give in to ourselves. We need to under, We need to keep the actual meaning of Easter in our hearts and in the forefront of our lives. And also, though, to understand how commercialization of Easter can be used um, to witness to people. And also, I just want you to remember the story. Remember what happened, how Jesus rose from the grave, how he defeated death, how now we can have a right relationship with God because of what he did, of his sacrifice, for taking our punishment on himself. That's the most important thing that I want you to remember from this. Yeah, and we we talked a lot about, uh, obviously we talked a lot about commercialization, and we at one point brought up the, the idea of it being good and bad. We also don't want you to take out from this podcast that you need to tell your children that the Easter Bunny isn't real. I Which, mean, at, so, if at, at this point you haven't figured it out, it's not. <laughs> at the yeah, and we we don't want you to like think that it's absolutely terrible, and like you're a terrible human being for using this as a tradition for your family of having your children think that the Easter Bunny is real. We we don't want that. It's um, I believed in the Easter Bunny until my parents told me that Santa Claus wasn't real when I was in, like, I don't know, sixth grade. So, like, I was kind of old finding that out. Um, so, like, yeah, we don't want you to think that you're doing something wrong in a way. Because, yeah. Yeah, sometimes have, believing in the Easter Bunny or um, things like those can help with kids' imagination. And... Possibly even pique their curiosity of like, hey, what is what is this Easter thing? And like, maybe if they're not from a Christian family and they get this curiosity, maybe it, it gives them that spark like we talked about earlier and possibly con- convert them into a Christian. Yeah, bottom line is like, you know, you never know what God is going to use um, to change someone. Could be... Tell them about the make-believe story and the real story of Easter. Who knows? Only God does. Well, again, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you all had a great Easter. Um, I was able to spend time with family and socially distance if you had to, but um, thank you guys for listening, and God bless you. Happy Wednesday!